Welcome back to the Hollow Sky Podcast. We are your hosts, Stephen and Kyle, and we hope that you're having a wonderful uh, November Monday morning because that's when this thing is gonna fucking drop. Uh, Kyle's got an awesome abduction story. Fuck yeah! It's pretty creepy. It uh, inspired the fucking most terrifying movie I've ever seen in my life. So it is a pretty scary movie. That being said, we're going to get to that after we get through all of the business. So check us out at all our social medias, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. Search up the Hollis Guy podcast and we will be there. Come over, hang out with us, share memes, share any creepy articles you find online, and share your own creepy experiences with us. Uh, If you want to share a story that we can feature on a future episode, Kyle's going to tell you how to do that. You can record it on anything and then email it over to the hollow sky podcast at gmail.com. And probably the easiest way to do it is to use the uh, voice memo app on your smartphone, record yourself, and then just shoot it over the email. You can also just type it out and send it to us. You can hit us up on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, whatever you want to do, however you want to get it to us. We're usually pretty good about finding it. Yeah. Sometimes. Sometimes not, but just bear with us. Uh, speaking of podcasts, if you, you listen on any of your pod chasers or podcatchers, I don't know why I say pod chaser, but podcasters, please hop on over there and leave us a rating and review, preferably five stars, but whatever your heart desires. <clears throat> if you listen and leave a review on iTunes or Apple, that's usually the one we check the most. So that's primarily the one I pull our ratings from. But if you leave us a five-star rating and review, we will shout you out. Today's five-star rating and review comes to us from Cass Cash, from Great Britain, another one, from Across the Pond. Hell yeah. What a lame-ass saying, Across (laughs) the Pond. Anyway, Cass Cash says, amazing five stars. So many podcasts on these topics, but I quickly lose interest. Not with this one, however. It's informative and well-researched, loving working my way through the episodes. Well, thank you so much for taking the time to uh, just shout us out. It's the best way you can help support our podcast is leaving those reviews. It kind of pushes us up through all the other paranormal podcasts. So when people search dope shit, there we are. That's all we can ask for, really. Hell yeah. And if you want to help sponsor us in other ways, we do have a Patreon set up. Uh, You can check that out. Search Hollow Sky Podcast on Patreon, and you can subscribe to one of the many tiers we have over there and get some extra dope shit, extra content, some stickers, and just that whole cool thing we got set up. Um, We also have a Venmo. If you want to buy us a monster, hop over there, throw a little change in there, and we will... Shout you out as a monster provider. Hell yeah. We're still uh, rolling off Allison's donation, so cheers to you. I wasn't going to crack this open this episode, but... He's going to do it already. I'll probably drink too. So, see you, Allison. Thanks so much. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, we have our listener experience of the day set up and ready to rock and roll. This comes from our friend, Josh. Take it away, Josh. Hey, what's up, guys? This is Josh from the Cryptid Chasers podcast. Sorry I've been uh, super AWOL for, like, the past year, uh, just dealing with some health stuff and stuff like that. But looking to get back into podcasting, but I was listening to your show, and I totally remembered 
something I forgot to tell you guys about when I lived in a haunted house. Um, this was back 2015, I think. Um, I don't know how it slipped my mind, but it was not too long after I had uh, graduated high school and we had uh, moved into a new house, uh, me and my sister and my parents, and it was really calm for a little while. Nothing really happened. It was just kind of, it was boring, quiet, like nothing to do, but it was fine. Um, and the first thing that we noticed was that our dog at the time would constantly stare at the ceiling and like stare at corners in the house, which should have been a red flag to begin with, but the dog was kind of weird. Like she was just had a very big personality. It was just kind of just a funny dog. So we just kind of thought she was just, you know, being herself. We didn't think anything of it. Um, but there was one time I remember I was laying on the couch and, uh, she was laying on me and then looking behind me up above my head towards the corner and started growling at the corner. So that was, that was the first thing that kind of freaked me out. Um, but again, I thought it maybe she just heard a noise or something because it was an older house too. Uh, I think it was uh, early 1900s was when it was built. Um, so I thought maybe she just heard a noise or something and was just barking at it or growling at it. Um, but and I, I, for the longest time, I thought it was just me um, noticing things in the house. But the two big things that I noticed personally um, is I was laying in bed and my bed was kind of off to the side of the kitchen. And it was one night that I remember, vaguely remember hearing to me what sounded like almost like the clicking of like a walker walking across the uh, um, kitchen like an older uh, person would use, like an elderly person would use to help them walk. I remember hearing that sound going across the um, kitchen in the middle of the night and just kind of ignored it and just went back to sleep. <laughs> um, and the second thing that happened was when I was uh, laying in the bed, that room also had a uh, bathroom attached to it. And I was laying there one night and all of a sudden the bathroom door just kind of opened by itself. Um, and again, it's an older house. So I guess in my mind, I just kind of put it off as like, like, Oh, that's weird. And just kind of went back to sleep. Didn't think anything of it. But, um, a couple weeks later, I told my parents what had happened. I told them that it was weird and that I just kind of been having a weird feeling. And, my mom told me that she had actually been um, having experiences, too, of seeing a shadow in their room. She said she woke up uh, one night and felt almost like warmth on her leg, like kind of pressure on her leg. And she woke up and turned around and saw a shadow of what she thinks was like a young, a young boy. Um, it, was, it was very small, like a child run out of the room. Um, she said she had seen shadows before, but we were also right on the road and their bedroom window was facing the road. So they just kind of assumed it was maybe just light playing tricks from cars driving by. But then that happened and then she kind of knew that, okay, it's not, it's not just a shadow. Like there's something here. Um, and those are the three big things I remember about living in that house. Obviously I don't live there anymore. Um, and I haven't really had any paranormal type experiences uh since then um 
little stuff, but nothing. That was that was like the biggest thing that I've ever experienced. Um, and come to find out, if I remember correctly, talking to people about the history of the house, the people, the man that owned it, um, two or three owners before us, was um, an elderly uh, war veteran that apparently was kind of a jerk, <laughs> um, just you know, typical crotchety old man. Um, and was just really mean, but he died in the house, apparently, and he also used a walker, so maybe what I heard was his ghost, I don't know, uh, I don't have an explanation for it, other than it was just weird, um, but, uh, thanks for the time, uh, again, love you guys' podcast, um, and just really excited for y'all, and great things are happening for you, and it's, it's really cool to see, have a good one. Uh, first off, thanks for taking the time to submit your story, Josh. We hope that your uh, health issues are clearing up and everything is going good and gets them back on track with your podcast. Word. Uh, Cryptid Chasers, everybody check it out. Support them. Listen to that weird shit. Um, secondly, I uh, definitely think people should put more credence into uh, their pets kind of being on a different level than us. Don't say that. Being able to kind of pick up shit that we don't pick up. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. I mean, uh, he's explaining this in his story here, and I know my dog has exact, <clears throat> acted exactly the same. Just you. And you always, like my Just cat. Just stare off in the corner, and you're like, boy, you stupid. You better not be looking at a fucking ghost. <laughs> and then he's done it, too, where he's looked into the corner and started growling. And if, you know, like Steve said, a lot of people just write it off because it's probably because they don't even want to admit, yeah, what it could mean. Uh, and then the other aspect to your story is hearing the walker. That was creepy. Yeah, I was like, "Fuck that! I'm not, <laughs> I'm not dealing with that, dude." The way he described it, I'm like, I could almost picture it. Yeah, I was picturing the old lady at first, and and then you just see some fucked up old lady come through your door, and you're like, "What the fuck? Just come out of here!" Around. Um, you kind of did your homework before I asked for the homework. It's looking into the history of the house and the fact that you kind of corroborated the aspect of the haunting, quote unquote, with uh, the person who lived there in the past using a walker. That was pretty dope. So yeah, kinda, for sure. Kind of solidified your own story. Right. Um, I do. Me and Kyle were talking as we were listening to it. And it, it's funny how everybody who experiences these experiences, these things try to write them off as natural like not paranormal yeah you know like oh there's this shadow but it could have been a car driving by or my dog my dog is staring off into the corner barking trying to fight this thing but it could just be that he's having a bad day i just think people need to kind of put what's the word i'm looking for just like put more energy in the fact that there is weird shit out there you know what I mean? Not try to ride everything off right off the rip. Absolutely. But again, thanks so much for submitting your story, Josh. Uh, living in what I think has been a haunted house before, it, it like shit happens that shouldn't happen. You know, it just kind of sure. you know it's off. So anyway, again, thanks for submitting your story, and uh, everybody check out Crypto Chasers podcast. Oh yeah. So from there, Kyle is going to take us out west for some good old alien abductions. Yeah, 
Great. I guess I've been on like low key on an alien thing here lately. Great. Because <clears throat> I've got several different researches here that all involve aliens, but a lot of you should, well, yeah, a lot of you should know this story or at least seen the movie, and it's uh, the abduction of Travis Walton. On November 5th, 1975, there was a group of men, and they were working in the Apache Sitgreaves National Forest near Snowflake, Arizona. These men were tasked with a rather important job that we've currently kind of pushed aside, but they were supposed to go in there and cut down dead trees and help maintain the forest to help prevent forest fires. So they're tree trimmers. In a way, yeah. That sounds similar. I know, right? Um, but to the story, the men, you know, they put in a hard day's work. They stated they were a little behind, so they got after it, and they ended up working a little bit closer to dusk. Well, they loaded up their truck with all the gear, and it wasn't long on their way down from the mountaintop that they noticed a slight glow coming through the trees. Fuck no. It better be a goddamn forest fire. Right. <laughs> and then they have failed at their job. <laughs> I'd rather take that to fucking aliens. Right. So at first, you know, they kind of wrote it off like we were just talking about. They wrote it off, thought it might have been the moon coming through the trees or what have you, but they figured out pretty quickly that it wasn't the moon. They ran through what it could be lights from a car campfire just anything and none of it really fit the bill for them they described it as lights through a lampshade like that would be you know the light shining through the trees and whatnot and it kind of paints a little bit of an eerie picture because you just like when you tie it with a ufo and then you picture it the light coming through the trees oh, yeah. I mean, you can picture it in your head like all the recreations you see on like Unsolved Mysteries and right. shit, it's pretty spot on. Right, and it, I don't know, it just leaves that eerie feeling with you. But Travis, when they were when they noticed it, you know, they Travis was like, "Hey, speed up! Let's get to this clearing up here, so we can see." No, Travis, what is up here? This is not going to end well, <laughs> well for you. I've seen the fucking movie. <laughs> uh, when they reached the clearing. All of them were pretty fucking taken back by what was there. Sitting about 15 to 20 feet off the ground, there was an object, unlike anything any of them have ever seen. Travis opened the door and went running at the object. Travis said the closer he got to the object, the, the more he could hear a sound. It was like, like a, a humming noise almost, and you hear it described in other cases when being around UFOs and he said, but he said the sound was like floating on the edge of human hearing. Like it was in them octaves and stuff that we're not fully capable of hearing. And as, as it progressed in these seconds, you had reports from Travis and guys in the truck that they could, they were saying that they could actually feel the sound. So it's vibrating the truck and just everything around him. Dude, the why in the fuck did he jump out and run toward it? That's a good question. I wouldn't was, have. Yeah, me. There's either. no fucking way. I would have said I would have froze or drive, ran away. Drive now. I because I'm wondering if like it was just his curiosity that drove him to run after it. Like, oh, there's some weird shit. Let's go after it. Or if it was something like out of his control. Well, he said 
he said at first, like when he got out, he and he started going towards it. He said the closer he got to it, the more afraid he started to get. But <laughs> oh, fuck yeah, because it's a UFO. <laughs> but at the same time, being a typical guy, and he was pretty young when this happened, and he's working, he's with a bunch of other hard asses. He, yeah. you know, he said that the closer I got, the more scared I got. But I also Already didn't committed. Yeah, I didn't want to look like a pansy in front of the rest of the guys, so Already I just kept committed. going. Dude, that's yeah. It, pro- it probably was that. You know, yeah, you're with your sure. bunch of, a bunch of your crew that you hang out with all the time, and you're always got this camaraderie going on. He probably bolted out there to look like the yeah. You know, it's a dick swinging contest. Right. Like exactly. It took right off. Exactly. Then he gets out there and he's like, Oh, oh shit. <laughs> Damn. What did I do? <laughs> Especially when everybody else stayed in the fucking truck. Yeah, exactly. Like, no, nah, dog, not today. So, you know, at this point, Travis is pretty much right next to the UFO. When he went to stand and go back to the truck is when he became the closest to the object. And in that instant, the woods lit up with what they described as a, a bluish-green color. When the men looked over, they said Travis was a few feet off the ground and it looked like he didn't have a bone in his body. And because of that, they all assumed that Travis was dead. I have no idea why you would have made that assumption other than the fact that I, I mean, I picture it in, you know, a typical UFO drawing that people have or whatever. You just basically see a limp body being pulled into the light. Like that's the image that's in my head. But the fact that they, assume, they just assume they're like, Travis is dead. Let's go. Who the fuck out Oh, here? man. Like if the movie that we were referring to is called Fire in the Sky and it yeah. is single-handedly the scariest movie I've it's ever seen. Pretty fucking Probably scary. because I watched it when I was young and I was told not to, but I hid in the living room and watched it when my mom watched it anyway. Hell yeah. So ever since then, fucking terrifying. But the scene of him getting abducted, it is it is just like this huge it almost looks like a laser beam that has come down and hit him and it's like it's picking him up from his chest. Like his chest is the most arced point of his body and his hands or his arms and his legs are just, just completely limp. So I can see, especially in the heat of the moment where there's a fucking UFO shooting laser at your friend and it's picking him up and he's just fucking lifeless to see how you could think he was dead. Yeah. Especially if you're scared of shit because there's a goddamn UFO right, right outside of your truck. But with that side, I'll make a side note right now. <clears throat> my next episode, there's a gentleman in my next episode <laughs> that he knows how to get out of this situation. I, I already know. Yeah, he knows how going. to get out of this situation. So if you guys, if you guys want to know how to not be abducted by UFOs, <laughs> tune into my next episode. He does not give a fuck, and you're gonna figure out how to get out of it. I'm just gonna <laughs> leave it with that. <laughs> he does not give a shit. No. So back to our current story. You know, they, they look over, they assume Travis is dead, so they took off. They just floored it, they got out of there, and now as they're going down the mountain, they're debating, you know, like, fuck, dude, like, we shouldn't have left him there. We need to go back and get him. And then there's the other no side. No loyalty, bro, no yeah, loyalty. The other side is like, no, we need to find help. We need to get help because we don't know what the fuck we're dealing with. So the foreman, and I believe he was the one driving, so he's the guy in charge, he was like, no, fuck this. I'm going back to get Travis. We shouldn't have left him in the first place. If you guys don't want to go with me, I completely understand. But I'm going back. And so at that point, everybody's like, all right, fuck it. Let's go back. Oh, could you imagine having to drive back up that fucking Oh, mountain? dude, it'd be so ominous and scary. 
So at this point, they turn around. The men go back to try to help. They went to the site where they last seen Travis, and they all walked around, looked everywhere, and could not find a trace of Travis at all. He was gone. He disappeared. So after this, the men then decided, well, now we now we need to go get help. We need to get people to come help us. So they went to the sheriff's office and just flat out blatantly told him the story. They told him exactly what happened. And as you can imagine, it didn't go according to their plan. No, they're like, these dudes killed their buddy. Yes, that's 100%. exactly what happened. You know, and then that 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 kind of circulated through the town, and everybody just started, like you said, they just assumed that these men killed Travis. They were up there getting fucked up on drugs. They, got, they could not come up with a better Yeah, exactly, scenario. right, exactly. Like, they just want us to believe that this dude got abducted by aliens. Yep. Right. So after this initial story dropped, they told the sheriff that it, it just kind of took off like a wildfire. And at first, everyone came out of the woodwork to hear and report about the UFO. So you had people, news reporters coming in, et cetera, et cetera, the sheriff actually stated that he was getting calls from all around the world. He was getting calls from Japan, Russia, Britain, Canada, literally everywhere asking about this UFO. And he would just, he just tell them the truth. He's like, listen, we're looking into it. I have no idea what the fuck is going on. (laughs) We're looking into it. Yeah. (laughs) We're checking it out. Just chill. But after the initial like excitement of this died off, which didn't take very long, that's when people started just assuming that these men killed Travis. The men ended up taking a lie detector test. And ironically enough, I know that they're kind of wish-washy, but all the men passed the test. They all passed it. They weren't, and the guys were stating, you know, we weren't under arrest, but at the same time, we weren't being allowed to leave. Yeah. Like a, like a, the difference in being a suspect or a person of interest. Right. <clears throat> now, back to Travis. Travis was actually missing for a grand total of about five days. And when he came back, he they he just woke up in the middle of a road. And he said that he remembered the road. So, And he knew right down the road was a, uh, was a phone booth. So he started walking. He got down to the phone booth. And he called for help. Travis only thought he was missing for a few hours. And I believe it was his brother was like, dude, feel your face. And when Travis did, he, he, I mean, I, you can't fucking really gauge this, but he had beard, had the beard growth of five days. So he had his stubble coming in and he was like, what the fuck? And that, that's when it all sunk in for him where it really hit like, what the hell happened to me? Now, Travis, he didn't remember almost any of the experience at the time. Which is probably good for him. <laughs> right. He only remembered a few hours of the five days missing. As you can imagine, when people found out he was back, everyone wanted to interview him and get a statement in the whole nine. They just wanted to, to be a part of this guy's life, which is probably the last thing that you want. Going, 
I mean, imagine the reality of that sinking in. Like, okay, I saw something in the in there. I went to it. Next thing I know, I'm waking up in the middle of fucking road, and my brother's telling me that I've been gone for five days. It's so nuts. Wrap your brain around that at the same time you have everybody and their mom trying to stick a microphone and a camera in your face. Yeah, and I'm sure the police are drilling him because they're oh, still yeah. under the mindset that his crew did something to him, but apparently <clears throat> they didn't get the job done because he's back now. Right. So now they're probably just pumping all these questions out. Well, that plays in a little bit later. So when Travis got back and everything was settled roughly, he was supposed to take a polygraph test, but he ended up skipping it, which, like I said, right out of the gate, I don't really blame him because he's got a lot to deal with. But then a local UFO group got a hold of Travis and convinced him to do a memory regression. Fuck that. That's what I'm saying. Steve's told me to do that countless times. I tell I'm him. Trying, I'm trying to get him. The exact same answer. Fuck that. But if anybody <laughs> out there does want to do one. Hit us up. And have us record it. Hit us up. For the podcast. We will be on board for that. Hell yeah. It'll be creepy as fuck. And I'm not trying to remember any UFO abductions because if nope. my brain blocked it out, there's probably a reason. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So Travis agreed to the regression and he's like, all right, let's do this. So he went in there and this is kind of what took place. When he woke from the initial abduction, he was facing a bright light like kind of like being in the hospital or in like the dentist chair when they got that bright light in your face. He said that he was in a lot of pain and he couldn't move. He also couldn't focus his eyes very either, which would probably be due to the bright light being in his face, you know, waking up. But he being eventually... Taken to a different galaxy. <clears throat> yeah, precisely. But when he, when he kind of got his shit about him, he looked past the light and, or no, he looked past what was laying on top of him and he noticed two men leaning over him. He said that these guys had underdeveloped features and no hair. And whatever Travis seen in these people must have scared the shit out of him because he ended up trying to lash out at them and he reached over and he grabbed what he thought was a glass tube, like a test tube. Hell yeah, he's gonna fight these motherfuckers. Yeah, so he just went like straight up bar mode. <laughs> he tried, he tried breaking the the test tube over something to have something sharp to stab him with. So, you know, this I guess at this point it spooked the two men over top of him because they ended up leaving the room. Now the strange thing <laughs> is like, said, hell with this, I'm getting the fuck <clears throat> out of here. Right, because he, you know, he said like the. The men didn't have much reaction either. They just kind of, they're like, okay, this guy's on one. We're going to go ahead and bounce out for a minute. <laughs> we got a lively one. Right. So the men exited the door, or exited the room, and they went to the left. Now, Travis got up from laying down, and Travis is like, Hey, Hollow Colt, the weather's getting nice, and you know what that means. It's cryptid hunting season. And the first rule to cryptid hunting is good footwear. That's why we're excited to announce our partnership with Tacovis Boots. When you're out hunting the dogman or stalking Chupacabra, you don't have time to break in boots. That's why Tacovis is so nice. They have first wear comfort. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with their styles when you're out hunting cryptids. And let me tell you, 
Their styles are on point. I've always considered getting me a pair of snakeskin boots, and their pair is mint. They also have crocodile boots, caiman boots, ostrich boots, regular leather boots. They they have it all, and it's re- it's ridiculously awesome. You can even stop by their the local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and a friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. So just imagine yourself getting a pair of legitimate snakeskin Hollow Sky branded boots. How awesome would that be? Nothing is going to intimidate a dog man like a nice pair of gator skin boots. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots as well as free returns and exchanges and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. All right. Or no, I have it the other way around. They went to the right out of the room. Travis gets up and he's like, well, they went to the right. I'm going fucking left. Fuck these guys. So good call, Travis. He bounced out to the left. And he said, as he's walking down that this corridor was really narrow and it was very dimly lit. And then Travis stumbled on to another room and he, I mean, I mean, it's kind of a fucked up description. He says that it was odd. He said that once he entered the room, he could see, the stars even through the wall that he just passed through. So I guess it's almost like when you walk into this room, it's, it's kind of like being in a cockpit of sorts, except like I picture the glass in the front. As you walk in, you see all the stars like, Oh, okay, that's cool. But then you turn around and it's, everything is gone. You're just like fully exposed into the universe. And at the same time to justify the cockpit cockpit theory, was that this room had a chair and some type of controls in front of the chair. That's weird. I never heard that. Yeah. So at this point, Travis is kind of looking around in amazement, and he hears somebody walk up behind him. Oh, please let him still have the stabby, the broke (laughs) beer bottle, stabber. Well, here's where it gets kind of fucked up, in, in my opinion, because when he turned around, he saw a man, but he said the man looked like a normal man, like you and me. Like a human. So is this kind of like a memory regret? Like, did it use a image that's familiar to us? Like we've talked about before, right? Because he saw him the first time and he freaked out. Well, this time they're like, well, fuck it. Let's just look like him, blah, blah, blah. Or when we've also heard the stories about the, um, Nordics, the Nordics. Yeah. Which that's kind of what I thought. Like once they had the, the, I'm assuming it's like Gray's, so to speak, and he reacted so violently to them. They're like, "All right, we're gonna try a different approach." Right. Send in the big guns. Send right. him in to see if he has a different reaction. So he said, "This guy that walked in, you know, looked like us, but he had and he had a helmet on." So, I mean, it's kind of weird because he went from stabby stabby to now I'm gonna ask this guy a bunch of fucking questions. So, their tactic worked. It made Travis a little bit more compatible and compliable. So Travis just began to bombard this guy with questions. You know, what the fuck's going on? Where am I at? Blah, blah, blah. The man didn't have much of a reaction. He didn't answer any of the questions. He just grabbed 
Travis by the arm and began to lead him. They went into another <laughs> room. Started stabbing dog. <laughs> yeah. They went into another room that looked normal. And I guess there was um, more people in this room and they all looked like people. But these people didn't have helmets on. So once again, Travis asked them questions because he assumed that the first guy probably didn't answer because he had a helmet on and he couldn't hear him. Well, in this case, he asked some questions and they don't answer any of his questions at all. <laughs> so he's just standing around like a pissed off person in Walmart. Like, all right, nobody's fucking helping me. What the fuck's going on? And the next thing he knows, they put an ox- oxygen type mask over Travis's nose and mouth. And he looked up at the ceiling to see a flooding bright light. And that was the last thing that he remembers. I'm guessing that probably wasn't oxygen. No, probably not. Does this mask smell like chloroform to you? (laughs) (laughs) Now, the next thing Travis ended up remembering was, like I said earlier, he wakes up on the pavement and he looks up and sees the bottom of the flying saucer. And just like that, it shot straight up without a sound and incredibly fast. Travis, like I said, recognized the road, ended up running down to the phone booth and called for help. While this was going on, his regression, there were a few people in the room to witness this. Furthermore, the man doing the regression said that the description Travis gave was just like another case he did where the people gave the exact same description of the beings that were abducting them. And the the crazy thing about this was that that case that he was talking about never went to the public. That was, I'm assuming what happened is somebody wanted to be regressed oh, that's because missing time happened or whatever. And there's that, that kind of confidentiality where they can't, you know, the patient doctor confidentiality crap. So that case was never made public and it ended up striking this guy like, Oh shit. Well, maybe, maybe we're on to something here. I wonder if it was local. I don't know. It didn't. It didn't say if it was local or not. Damn, that'd be wild, wouldn't it? If it was, they were just picking people up. Like, all right, we're gonna do this guy this night, this guy this night. That's weird. So that that's kind of like the initial rundown of Travis's story, and I know the movie goes into a lot more cinematic cinematic details, which, like Steve stated, is fucking terrifying some of the scenes i'm gonna interject here some of the scenes that stood with me i'm not gonna like i know the movie's like 20 years old so spoiler Spoiler. alert out the (laughs) out the window but the syrup scene where he's hiding under the table and knocks a bottle of syrup over and it drains on his head and he has a flashback that fucked me up forever and the scene where he is he wakes up and he's in the in the pod in like this pod and he, it's got this like, almost like a skin membrane on the outside of it, and he breaks through. And as he like pushes himself through, he falls into another one, and there's a dead and rotting human body yeah. in there. Like my in my nine year old brain, like it's it's firing off on like oh, every man. synapse. I'm like, this is where all the missing people in the world go. Right. They're all in these damn spaceships. You know, I was freaking the fuck <laughs> out. I didn't like the scene where I still haven't watched it again. I didn't like the scene where they put the the cloth over him and oh, sprayed yeah. the mist and it sucked to him yeah. skin tight. And then they cut out a couple holes in the one with his eye. 
You just see that uh, fucking yeah. drill going right yeah. to his eye. Yeah. So if you guys want to watch good. something that sucks, watch that movie, Fire in the Sky. Yep. Hands down, scariest UFO movie I've ever seen. It's fucked and up. And I've watched them all because I'm a glutton for punishment. <laughs> so. Well, and here's where things turn yeah, a little weird. bit. It is, it is weird, man. It's fucking really weird. So... Like I said, everybody ended up passing the polygraph tests. There are a lot of people that corroborated this who were just like, dude, these guys weren't lying. Like, there's no indication that these men were lying. Well, years after the actual event, they all ended up going back to, or there were people investigating. They went back to and investigated the clearing where it all happened. <laughs> Ironically enough, they found that the trees were in this area were producing extreme growth rates as so much as 36 times the normal growth rate of a tree. Not only that, but the trunks of the tree were growing towards where the craft was. And I I say that, so imagine a normal tree trunk, right? Circle, circle all the way around. These trees were growing like eggs. So you had the circle on the backside and then where the the tip of the egg would be is pointing at to where the craft was being and all the way around in a circle. That's weird. That's fucking weird. I wonder why. Well, they theorize that the reason why these trees were doing that was because of radiation. And they have proof of this because of Chernobyl. Because they've uh, tested trees up in Chernobyl and... They found that trees that were exposed to radiation did, in fact, grow faster. I'm more curious as to why they grew in the direction of, of the, UFO. the UFO. I don't know. They never came and said anything about that. I wonder if it was like intense gravi- gra- like gravitational pull. Left Maybe there or some I don't shit. know. I don't know. It is fucking strange, though. It's like it's like nature's pointing. Like here's your clues, asshole. Yeah, right here. This is where it happened. We seen it. That's weird. I'm gonna go out there and look. Let's do it. Fuck it. My yeah, sister lives out there. She probably lives yeah, stay there. That'd be dope. Anybody want to buy some plane tickets to Arizona? I can't fly. Well, never mind. Anybody want to buy some gasoline to some Arizona? Some gas for sure. Okay, so later on, there was a man named Philip Klaus, and he began to look into this Travis Walton case. Now, Philip was an asshole, <laughs> I was going to say that as soon as you said his name, I'm like, this dude's name sounds like a name of an asshole. But yep. I, I was waiting to see how the story panned out. Like, nope. maybe he's a good guy. Nope, he's an asshole. Dude. This guy, so he's in, in this world, the conspiracy paranormal world. But this guy is the dude that comes in and tries to rip everybody's story apart. He's the one that wants to disprove 100% everybody's story. Dope. There's no room for... Truth. It's all it's all just fake people making shit up. Cool. Cool. So he begins his investigation, but he began with the assumption that UFOs aren't real. He stated that Travis was probably hiding in a cabin in the woods, and when Travis's brother took Travis to the hospital, Travis ended up having a, a puncture wound on the backside of his elbow, which obviously meant Travis was hiding in the cabin, injecting himself with LSD. Oh. That is the obvious answer. Case closed. Right, exactly. And I mean, when you think about it like that, it makes Philip perfect figured sense. figured it out. 
I mean, case closed. I, I haven't known a lot of junkies in my life, but I do know that when they shoot up, they stick it needles in the back of their elbow. <laughs> that, that's definitely the easiest route to go. <laughs> right? And with LSD at that, they're just like, fuck it. I'm just straight shoot up LSD. Let's get this party started. We're going to find my own aliens. Philip also decided that because the company Travis is working for, they were actually behind in production. And that had come up, or that these guys came up with a story to get out of the contract. Because I guess if they had a reasonable enough story to get out of the contract, they would end up getting a 10% pay for it. So Philip decided that, of course, they came up with Travis got abducted to get out of the contract. Because that's what people do. We just make up stories about getting abducted by aliens. I don't think that would pass with my company. Kyle, you didn't really poke your eye. You know? (laughs) Hey, Kyle, why didn't you trim these trees? Well, let me tell you. I got abducted by aliens. (laughs) I got abducted by aliens, dude. It's fucking stupid. Now here, here's a, even if I did get abducted by aliens, I would still definitely get an attendance point for not showing up. Oh, for sure, <laughs> absolutely. It's it's fucking stupid. I'm not even gonna start down that road. Um, but here's an ironic thing: is that Philip, he met up with one of the guys, and the guy's name was Steve Pierce. He offered to pay Steve ten thousand dollars. <laughs> to say this was a hoax. What a douche. And in 1980, $10,000 was quite a bit of money. Yeah, let me check some inflation numbers on that while you're going on here, dog. Well, Steve was a homeboy and was like, get fucked, dog. <laughs> I ain't taking your Classic money. Classic Steve. Because Travis and us aren't lying. Which is, you know, and, and these guys didn't, It's I mean, they were fucking loggers and stuff. They didn't have a lot of money back then. So $10,000 probably could have changed this guy's life. And he still said, fuck you. I'm not taking your money. We're not making this shit up. So respect, dude. Yeah, $10,000 in 1980 is equivalent to thirty, almost $32,000 in today's That's quite a market, bit of cash. According to inflation. Yeah. That, and, they, and I think Steve was the youngest of the bunch. So, so they're a little more loyal than I was. Like, sure, they left yeah. him there to get abducted and fight aliens by themselves. But <laughs> when it came to selling out, they're like, nah, dog. I got you. Exactly. Now, here's, me, Steve. here's a little bit of back note on this Mr. Philip class. He sounds like a douche. He is a douche. But he's a douche that is closely connected to the NSA and the CIA. Ah, government douche. Some people think that Philip's whole purpose was to investigate this Travis Walton case and completely make it to make it disappear. So did they think Philip was like an MIB, like a men in black? No, they think they don't think that Philip actually worked for the NSA or the CIA is that he worked alongside them because back then in that time uh I guess Philip had more of a background in journalism and reporting and back in the 1980s it wasn't nothing for these reporters and stuff to be in direct contact with the CIA and the NSA, whether it's telling them stories or being told kind of like parallel, almost not necessarily contractor, but in a way, in a nutshell. Yeah. yeah, Like they work together. 
And if it if it comes to the point to where they could be useful, possibly disinformation. Exactly. Agent. And in this case in particular, because it's also noted that Philip didn't have much money. So how was he gonna pay Steve ten grand if he didn't have money at all? So a lot of people Classic Philip are making the connection that this was the CIA or NSA trying to kill this story to make it disappear. That sounds part of the course for right? those letter agencies. You know, and and that that's kind of the gist of the story, but you know, nevertheless, with these men in this story, in a way, it halfway ruined their some of their lives. A lot of them ended up moving away from the town that it happened in. These men who did stay, including Travis, were constantly ridiculed by everybody around them. And what's funny, no matter how much they've gone through, how bad it got, none of them to this day have changed their story. Not even a little bit. Yeah, that's They all stand by what was said back then. Even the guys that moved the fuck away, they still stand by the story 100%. And, you know... Looking into this, Travis doesn't think, because Travis is pretty big in the UFO world now. Like, he'll go around and do conferences and talk to people and what have you. But at this point in his life, I do believe that Travis thinks that what ended up happening that night was he got too close to the UFO and either ended up touching it or was just too close in general and it ended up killing him. And that the aliens ended up taking him to revive him Damn, and save his life. That. That's deep. That's that's his general conclusion on what actually took place. But nevertheless, bro, you were gone for five days. I don't think it takes five days to be resuscitated. Unless they had to take you to fucking Alpha Centauri to do it. I that's mean, a long trip. That's a good point. That's a good point. I never thought about that aspect, like him actually being dead and them saving him. That's that's what he is convinced happened. <clears throat> now, is that something he's telling himself to make him sleep better at night? Maybe. Yeah. But either way, I don't feel like I'm that substantial or important that the aliens would no go out of their way to save me. Oh no. They'd Especially like, if I just bum rush their ship. Yep. And then tried to stab him and just threw a whole fit while I was on there. Well, that'd be no different than like you stepping on an ant and then being like, oh shit. Let me fix this. I've got to resuscitate this ant. <laughs> Especially after the ant charged me like a jerk. Right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I don't know what this crazy thing is going to do. <laughs> Are you going to dent my car? I know I've probably talked about it before on here, but I'm going to talk about it again. One of the scariest dreams I have is probably the reason I'll never do a uh, memory regression, but I thought you were gonna say LSD. No, I've never done LSD either, but I probably won't do that. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> um, I had a dream that I, oh, I'm assuming I was abducted because I woke up on what I thought was a UFO, right? So I'm in this room and it's it's it kind of looks like a medical examination room. There's just a bed and the walls are all white. And that's it. Well, I keep hearing this crying. Like this little kid crying, little kid crying somewhere outside of the room. So I walk out 
and there's all these hallways that are leading different directions. And to the left, I can see down this corridor. I can see these grays like standing over this table, but I don't, they don't see me. Right. Yeah. You should have fought them. Fuck that. I'm trying to hide from them. No sneak attack. (laughs) I didn't have any fucking, any bottles to break and stab them. You could have kicked them in the nuts. But anyway, as I get out of the door, I can hear the crying is okay. So the aliens are to the left and I hear the crying is straight forward down this hallway. So I'm making my way down, making my way down. And I come to another room that's identical to mine. But in this room is a little kid. He's a little boy, probably three or four years old. And he's in there. You can tell he's just terrified. So your natural instinct is going to be to help this kid. For sure. So I go in there and I, I like gather him up. I'm like, all right, we're going to, we're going to get out of here. You just have to be quiet. You know, I'm going to get to stop crying. We're going to get you out of here. We're going to get you back to your family. And as I'm, as I stand him up, I'm like brushing his shoulders off and I turn around to go out the door oh, and shit. there's one of them right looking in my face, just bam, right there. Those big almond black eyes oh, fuck just that. looking right in my face. And then I wake up. You should have threw a left fucking or a right hook. Fuck no, I'm trying to wake up. Fuck that thing up. It was this. It's the scariest dream I've ever that had. That is terrifying. As soon as I turn around, he's just boom, boom, right, right there. there. I'm like, okay, fuck that. that Keep you on your own, kid. I'm out. No, dude. I would have woke up and been paranoid as a motherfucker all night long. And it was one of those dreams where you wake up and you're just covered in sweat and you can't breathe good. And it's just like. Those dreams suck. It was fucking terrifying. That sounds terrifying. So that's why I'm never getting memory regression because if that's real, I'll probably just. Oh, dude. Imagine that. Let's go get you regressed. I got to know if it's real. I'll do it if you do it. No, fuck (laughs) that. I don't want to know anything. I already knew the answer before I asked. Or here's what we'll do if we ever end up doing it. We won't listen to our own. You'll listen to mine, and I'll listen to yours. Bro, you know I will tell you if you got abducted. Don't fucking tell me that. <laughs> I have to. <laughs> and then I'm going to be like, that dream was real, dick. Yeah. And then you're going to be like, fuck, <laughs> this sucks. Why do we do this? I, I can. I don't think I could do it. I wouldn't want to know. I wouldn't want to know. Like, I'm content. No, I'm the same way. If I have one dream every 36 years, like, that's fine. It sucked, but it's fine. I I don't want confirmation that dumb shit has happened. No, for (laughs) sure. Absolutely not. I don't know that, especially at this point in my life right now, I definitely couldn't handle that added stress. (laughs) There's no fucking way. But like we said, if anybody does, is interested in it, we we might be able to pull some strings and try to find somebody who could do a... uh, memory regression and get that set up. I don't know how it would go with all this COVID stuff going on, but yeah, it might be a little difficult at this point. If anybody feels like they're missing, missing out on some stuff or had some missing time, they want to look into and is in the place mentally to deal with what the possible answers are. We would, we would definitely be interested in hooking that up. Yeah. I mean, fuck six years ago, I could probably mentally handle it. But with everything going on right now, I couldn't handle it. Uh, Especially if it was true. I'd just be fucking hyper paranoid. I just don't want to know regardless. Yeah, I don't blame you there. <laughs> but, I mean, that, well, that those implications also bleed into other aspects of our life. Yeah. That's another reason why I don't want to know. And I've already, I've already had to deal with my kids. Exactly. Effing around with aliens. So. Exactly. That's why I don't. Just leave me in the dark. Dude, there's some nights where I sit there and I do research and I freak myself out. <laughs> and my initial gut 
fear isn't for myself. It's for my son because he sleeps in his own room. And so I just always have that like inkling in the back of my head. Like that's why I've, I've freaked out a couple times when I've woken up and he's not in his own bed. And that fucking scares the shit out of me. Cause I'm like, where the fuck is my son? Cause I swear to the Holy fucking Lord. If you motherfuckers touch him, I'm going to rain hell <laughs> on wherever the fuck you're at. He's gonna go I'm going to go. Walton. I will fucking go get Elon Musk and heck, dude, hook me up with one of them fucking Teslas and shoot my ass out in outer space. I'm finding <laughs> these motherfuckers. I'm bringing the chopstick and I'm going in style. I'm going to fucking get a Tesla. <laughs> and you know, Elon's going to be all down. He's going to be like, all right, let's do this. He's probably the one that built the aliens UFO. Yeah, he, exactly. <laughs> Elon would probably come with me. He'd be like, I know those guys. That's I know those true. cats. <laughs> I'll tell him to chill. <laughs> Damn. But yeah, that does that wrap it up? Yeah, I think that pretty that much wraps, wraps it, up. it up. Old Travis Walton abduction case. Yeah, it's a good one. There's some good documentaries out there. And there's yeah. a lot, you know, that would be my initial recommendation is go check out some documentaries on it. Yeah, if you want a cinematic experience and you yeah, want to freak yourself the hell sure. out, watch Fire in the Sky or don't. I'm actually going to take that. I say watch back. it. Don't watch it because I still have. I haven't watched it since I snuck watch it when I was like eight or nine years old. Yeah. So it's been a long time for me too. I don't plan on watching it again. I'll see it like when I used to have uh, DirecTV. I'd see it on like whatever movie station it is, and I just scroll right on past that. Like lover. it didn't even exist. Mm-mm. Just keep on going. There are some other weird alien movies out there. Fuck yeah, there's some good ones. Though. Fourth kind, fourth kind was scary as fuck. Yeah, dark dark skies was scary as fuck. I think I, th- yeah, I've seen dark skies. Extraterrestrial was scary. Yeah. Did you watch a, that one? Probably. Where the kids were in the cabin. Uh yeah yeah yeah, words. yeah yeah yeah. It's kind of like found footage a little bit. Like at the end, the kids got the camera. Yeah, kind of, but like the the grays are big in this one. They're tall. And they ended up killing one, and that was a huge fucking mistake. Yeah, that's is that the one where the kid gets like, he's got the handheld camera, and he gets sucked up at the end, and then the camera falls. Does that sound familiar? I was telling you about that. That was uh, Skyman or whatever. No, 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 no. This is not the same thing. Oh, definitely not the same thing. Yeah, because I watched that movie. I, I, I it was a saw this movie probably five to ten years ago. And it was kind of like handheld footage. They're all stuck in this house. I don't know. Like, I don't think this is the one I seen because one of the kids was a dick. Like, he was a fucking asshole, and he was talking shit, and he paid for it bad because the aliens straight up abduct abduct him. And next, it was like the Travis Walton scene that I was telling you about, except imagine like one of them wood drill bits. They're real thick at the end. They cut oh, circles out. Yeah. And the kid was basically tied up, and that thing was going right up the poop chute. Oh, yeah. no, I didn't see that one. Yeah, Did it didn't end very good for him. This one, it was it was a younger kid. He was probably 12 or 13, and he had a dog that was with him. And, like, all hell's breaking loose in their house. There's You could see the grays in their house and shit, so he sprints outside with the dog. And about that time, the light hits him, and you watch the camera getting pulled up and the dog's getting pulled Fuck up that. and then the camera drops. Fuck that. And that's how it ends. That gives me goosebumps. I don't remember what the fuck it was. You gotta check out Extraterrestrial. That's pretty decent. It was fucked up because it, it, it plays on like how we think they can use telepathy and shit. Yeah. Cause it, 
there was a cop that confronted him. He was trying to look for it in the barn and I think he ended up shooting it or something. And next thing you know, like he's just, he's fighting it and the gun's just going right to his head. Oh, and he's just fighting it and fighting it and fighting it and fighting it. And then he, he loses the fight. Oh, spoiler yeah. alert on all these movies. Yeah. Too. It's a good one. Check it out. What are some other ones? Uh, the Phoenix incident about the Phoenix lights. That one was I don't a, think I've seen that. I think it's on Prime don't, or some shit. Don't watch Sky Man. That one sucked. There's a bunch of found footage ones. Like That's I, how this one they, that's they, how Sky Man kind of was. I don't know. Just get on Netflix and search up Peep that shit. Weird shit. <laughs> but speaking of weird shit, check us out on all our social medias. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube. Search up the Hollow Sky and come and hang out with us. I also forgot to shout out our new Patreon members at the beginning of the episode, so I apologize. Shout out to Kenneth and Dylan. Thank you so much for taking the time and funds to support the Hell show. Yeah. Hope you enjoy all your uh, weird swag that's on your way. I'm rich. Kyle's rich, so there's that. Not really. Um, until next time, everybody stay weird, stay safe, and... Um, if you see your homies get abducted by aliens, don't just turn tail. Stay loyal. Help them out. Actually, Kyle, if you watch me get abducted, just bounce dog. Oh, dude, I, I I know how to figure it out. So. Oh yeah, I forgot. And turn, boy, make sure you listen to Kyle's next episode because yeah. I already, once he started talking, I already know what it's about. So, we got the answers. So you're Do gonna this. have to check in later for him. Finally, have the answers. Everybody have a dope ass Thanksgiving if it hasn't already happened yet. And just be safe.